is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Christina Hillsberg, and we're going to talk about her book, License to Parent, How My Career as a Spy Helped Me Raise Resourceful, Self-Sufficient Kids. Hi there. Hi. You know, when I saw this book, I was thinking, this sounds like it could be like this animated thing, you know? <laughs> I wanted to introduce you like former spy turned stay-at-home mom. <laughs> That's right. Practice your movie trailer voice. I, I love it. You know, I love it. It's so cool. I um, love it. How did you become a spy? So I fell into it really by happenstance. I studied something that I was very passionate about, and that was linguistics and African languages. And I thought I would do something in the humanitarian world. I knew I wanted to travel to Africa. And when a CIA recruiter came to my campus and insisted on meeting with me, even after I dodged the first interview, (laughs) I met with him and found out, you know, what exactly I would be doing. He talked to me about how I would be, you know, analyzing information and writing and briefing us policymakers about Africa using my foreign language skills. I, I speak Swahili and Zulu and it sounded fascinating to me. And so I decided not to do the Peace Corps and instead do CIA. And there was no looking back. And within a few months I was in the door and starting an amazing career. Now, when people asked you what you did, did you tell them, or is there a certain sense of, you know, secrecy? So the majority of my career, I was not undercover. I was an analyst. And so I actually was not at liberty to use any sort of invented cover. So I could either, you know, tell them something very boring that was still true to what I did, but I could not lie about what I did um, to Americans. So my family and friends knew that I was CIA. And then later in my career, I moved to the operational side and I was undercover. So I, you know, left the CIA was the story at the time. That is really cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tell me how long did you work for the CIA? So I was there almost 10 years and my husband was there 13. Is that what you met? So we met there in a training class as I was preparing for a field station tour and he was actually already out Mm -hmm. and came back for the training. And we shared a few moments together and I knew from across the room. Like I just, it was almost like, and I talk about this in the book, like I got a little glimpse of my future with him. Like I just saw him and I, I still remember what he was wearing and we actually, our book came out on Tuesday and we went out to celebrate, um, at dinner and he wore the blazer, (laughs) which he rarely wears these days, but he keeps it anywhere. And it was just so fun, but we connected there. And then we reconnected when I came out to start the tour Mm -hmm. at the CIA station. And that's when we started dating. Amazing. And then, so you have kids and did you instantly see you could apply some of the things you had learned to parenthood? So it was not instant for me. Ryan had been parenting for almost 10 years when we met, he had three kids from a previous marriage and they were six, eight and nine at the time. And I noticed right away that he was parenting differently from everyone else I had known and that these kids were so adventurous, so well-rounded and more independent than any kids I had met. And so I was, I knew he was doing something differently, but it wasn't until, you know, well into the relationship that I started recognizing that he was using some CIA principles. 
And I was kind of on the sidelines towards the beginning because I was a new stepmom and trying to get my footing with my kids and, you know, deferring to him. But then when our son was born, who's now almost five, I realized I couldn't be on the sidelines anymore. And I was experiencing a lot of postpartum anxiety and I needed to find a way to parent from a place of strength instead of a place of fear. And so we had this conversation of, okay, like we need to determine how we're parenting together. I'm no longer stepmom only. Like we have a baby we're blending this family, which comes with, you know, everything that goes with it, right. With blended families. And so we talked about a way to formalize this approach and to bring in his operational experience because Ryan spent his career, uh, in the director of operations and then blending that with my analytic experience in the directorate of intelligence, which is now actually called the DA director of analysis. So we blended them together and now we use the the skills with all five of our kids. And it's really about adapting these techniques in simple, straightforward ways that any parent can use. No spy training is necessary. Do you have a certain sense, this is just a question that just came to me, like when people aren't telling the truth, I mean, did you have like innate, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I have this innate sense of I'm a pretty good detective as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about, we talk about, you know, reading people and body language and communication. And that's a very important skill set, you know, that we're teaching our kids. And uh, I think Ryan absolutely has it. And it makes sense that he was on the clandestine side. And Mm -hmm. I think I have some of that too. There aren't a lot of people that do the analytic side and the clandestine side. And I think that, um, that was rare. And that was a really unique experience for me because I could take that analytic training. Then I also am a very social person. (laughs) And so, you know, you have kind of the old stereotypes of like the analysts being the shoe gazers, you know, and very focused experts. And then the, you know, ops operations officers being kind of like the savvy, um, suave spies. Um, but I like to think that I had both of those skill sets and, and really it's changing because, you know, people are emphasizing communication and, and even analysts have to know how to brief and present information. And those are skills that, you know, we emphasize with our kids. Mm-hmm. Your next book is going to be about teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of toddlers and teenagers oh, right I now, can which is... it now, you know, they said they stayed home, but the side window was unlocked. <laughs> oh yeah. There is, we are definitely experiencing. I feel like we've had it hard in ways with the pandemic, but also easy because our kids have been home, right. you know, and it's like, now things are starting to open up and it's like, oh my gosh, we have teenagers who want to do things. <laughs> I know. Do you, do you feel that, um, it sounds like your experiences, your work experience in CIA really prepared you better to be a parent? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the training at the CIA prepares officers for any situation that life throws at them. Of course, they don't talk about parenting in that training, but really, I mean, they're preparing us for life. And, you know, in that same way, we can use those skills with our kids. I used to like, in my head, I see it as a Venn diagram because I used to think about like my life at the CIA and then my life as a parent, right? Because I left, you know, we left in 2015 because our personal situation meant that we couldn't take our teenage now teenagers, we couldn't take them overseas with us. And so we put down roots. And so that was kind of this part of my life. And then this is me as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. But using these techniques, I've been able to overlap them and like find a way to blend two parts of my life that seem so different when actually 
it's applicable in ways that I hadn't even realized. And, and so much of that is thanks to my husband. I mean, he's just the most incredible father and seeing him parent, you know, was one of the things that drew me to him because I was so impressed with him and the way that he has developed a relationship of trust with the kids and, you know, exposing them, making them well-rounded. And I'm so excited to share our story and to just, I hope everyone falls in love with him the same way that I did. I love it. And he's a co-author, correct? Yeah. So he wrote, um, sections throughout part two, he has sidebars. Um, he has a completely different writing style than I do. And he's sharing, you know, some of his operational training stories and then his stories in the field of recruiting different assets. And they're really great stories. Uh, and I think people will find that really enjoyable and it's a nice way to intertwine it, um, from the practical takeaways and the other anecdotes. Uh, it's just really entertaining. I think. So that's, I want to give a shout out to your husband, Ryan Hillsburg. That's right. Okay. Now, I love this quote from uh, Working Mother. If Mr. and Mrs. Smith had kids and wrote a parenting book, this is what you'd get. A practical guide for how to utilize key spy tactics to teach kids important life skills from self-defense to effective communication to conflict resolution. I love that. I love it. That was so fun to, to receive. That was one of the first um, blurbs that we received and we were just, you know, so over the moon about it. At what age did you start the self-defense? So we started talking about that really young. In fact, um, Ari, who is still four, he'll be five later this year. Uh, Ryan has started sparring with him and, you know, teaching him how to protect himself. And, um, they do sword fighting and, you know, there are, there aren't a lot of kids that use wooden swords to sword fight. Um, I will say sometimes you'd be very careful with wooden swords, (laughs) even mommy does. So we start young with them understanding how to protect themselves. But an idea that we emphasize throughout the book is that first and foremost, we want our kids to avoid danger. We want them to be able to spot it and avoid it. And that's a concept called get off the X that we learn in CIA training and we practice it in the field. And that's the idea of moving away from danger rather than that little curious part in our brain that's saying, Ooh, what is that up ahead? I want to go get a closer look, right? right? It's teaching our kids to listen to their gut, you know, visualize escape routes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want them to avoid ever being in that situation because if they're having to defend themselves and fight for their life, that means they didn't get off the X and that's the worst place that they can be. And so we really focus on that first and foremost. And that includes other things like listening to warnings and alarm signals. You know, you'd be surprised to hear how many survivors of nine 11 delayed their evacuation to change their shoes or save their work on their computer to shut down. You know, it's teaching our kids to respond with a sense of urgency. And it's also, you know, knowing that they can stop listening or not listen to authority figures in certain circumstances. If there's an emergency scenario, just because someone's a teacher or a leader or fill in the blank, doesn't mean they know what to do. And in the book we talk about, we use the example of the South Korean ferry disaster and the children who perished on that boat, because the voice over the intercom told them to stay put and not move. So in a scenario, the ones who did were the ones who survived. And so we want our kids to be able to, Ryan calls it live in the gray Mm -hmm. and to know that in those circumstances, they need to listen to their gut. They need to use their critical thinking skills and that they can ignore authority figures and that we will have their back if that is what they've chosen to do, because they have been trained and taught to get off the X and to protect themselves and move away from danger. Now, with all of the stuff you teach them, how do you prevent them from also being scared? like worrying about stuff? That's a great question because that was my main concern when I saw the way Ryan was parenting his kids, because I said, gosh, 
I mean, there's so much bad stuff in the world. Can't we just yeah. like talk to them like kids, like kids should not have to be worrying about end of world scenarios. Right. But I noticed that they were talking about things in a fun way. And I realized that the way that Ryan introduces these skills is emphasizing adventure, mm-hmm. emphasizing fun. You know, I give one example in the book about, you know, we demonstrate this idea of get off the X. There's this road um, where we would drive regularly. It was where I lived when we were first dating and there would be a frontage road. And so Ryan would act like someone was following us. And at the very last minute, he would say, oh gosh, there's someone following us guys. What do we do? And he'd veer to the right. And they would know it was coming every time because he did it every time we're on that road. And they loved it. And, you know, in reality, if you were, you know, doing an operation, a clandestine operation, you would not want to lose your surveillance. And we talk about that too, but we use this as an example. It's just a simple, fun illustration of them to understand, you know, getting away from danger. And there are just all sorts of fun ways that Ryan would use to teach these concepts in a way that isn't intimidating for kids and is, you know, getting their buy-in it's happening organically. And you're building up these skills over time. None of them are in a vacuum and it starts to feel less intimidating because it's empowering. I love that. So where can people find out more about you and the book? So everyone can find me on Instagram at Christina Hillsburg. I'm also on Twitter and my website is christinahillsburg.com and the book is available anywhere books are sold. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this and congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate your time. 